This is BetQL Daily with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. Welcome back. BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network. Joe Giglio, Joe Ostrowski here with you on a Wednesday morning. We got a lot to get to, including coming up in about 20 minutes. John Anik of USC will join us to talk about UFC this coming weekend and the uh, full card we have coming up. But, Joe, every uh, day we do some NFL talk here. We're going to start doing more and more NFL talk. We're just a couple weeks away from training camp. And, uh, you know, we dove into who's going to win the most games yesterday, which uh, all the coaches that will do that are in that mix. They're the, some of the best coaches in the NFL, and they're not going anywhere. But, of course, Joe, there's always a coach or two that gets fired, that is out of a job. Let's dive into that. The first mm-hmm. coach fired. And you know what I love about the NFL before we get into this show? You're it's so happy. negative. You're so negative. Oh, with, with firing Philadelphia coaches? guy. Yeah. Let, yeah let, I, let's bet on the first coach fire. It's not a day unless we're firing someone. <laughs> um, but what I love about the NFL is like, you know, we had, um, we had John Heyman on yesterday, baseball. And mm-hmm. and I think you asked him about, is anyone on, on the hot seat, right? Major League baseball. Will anyone get fired? These baseball teams think so big picture, right? They're so analytical. Like they're not going to fire a manager. So unless the season's over. Football teams don't act like that. If it gets nope. bad and it goes bad, you're out. See you, buddy. So I, I think it's an interesting market to look at because it's likely a coach gets fired. It's a matter of who and when. So this one's pretty tough for me. I'll, I'll just, as I was trying to figure out what bet I would make, um, I'll walk you through my process a little bit. So naturally, what did I do? I took a look at last year and uh, which ones got fired first. Do you remember offhand which one got fired first? I don't. Who was it? it? Well, there were two guys that were back to back. So in my head, I thought it was Dan Quinn. But then I, when I went back and looked at him, I'm like, oh, it's Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien right. got fired the week before. Uh, O'Brien out after an 0-4 start. Quinn out after an 0-5 start. Raheem Morris took over in Atlanta. I don't even, who took over in, in Houston? I don't even remember. Was it Romeo? Yes. Because <laughs> I remember him roaming the, bear, the sideline at Soldier Field just completely okay. lost as his defense was giving up another 40-plus points against the Bears, believe it or not. But um, so the one thing that I thought was going to be the case after, after digging into it a little bit more, I assumed that the bye week was somewhere around that four- or five-week mark. It was not. Uh, so O'Brien goes 0-4. He's launched. The bye week wasn't even until week number eight. They couldn't take it anymore. They had to get O'Brien out. Dan Quinn, he's fired after an 0-5 start. Assumed, okay, the, there's probably a bye right around there. Maybe it was the next week. Uh-uh. Bye week was in week number 10. Week number 10. So O'Brien cashed in 2020. In 2019, we also had a coach. The first one fired was after an 0-5 start. And it wasn't close to the buy either. So that used to go into the handicapping. But over the last couple of years, that has not been the case. Um, the the uh, football team fired Jay Gruden after going 0-5. Their buy wasn't until week number 10. So I'm trying to come up with, a, what is there a common theme here that I come up with? Can't really look at the buy based on the last couple of years. And there was one thing that stood out. Uh, Dan Quinn was in year six. 7-9, Bill O'Brien, he was in year seven. Now, they won the division. <laughs> was it the year before? Well, they were 10-6? and six? Yes. And he goes 0-4 and, and they fire him, which I found interesting. But that was year seven, year six for Quinn. In 2019, it was year six for Jay Gruden. So my thinking is, after six, seven years, these teams know what they have, and they're leaning one way. 
and one bad start, you're out of here, dude, after a month. You're, you're gone, so you want to look at some of the tough roads to start the season. So naturally, okay, where's a list of coaches that were hired around 2015-2016? How many did I find, Joe G? Not many. Zero! Zero. They're all gone already. They're all gone already. You have the guys that have been there forever. Uh, Belichick, Sean Payton, Mike Tomlin, Harbaugh in Baltimore, Carroll. Those guys have been there forever. And then you have all the recent hires. Nobody has been there around six, seven years, which I found pretty interesting. Uh, we can go to 2013. Andy Reid, he's not going anywhere. If he ever goes, it's going to be him riding into the sunset. They're not going to fire him and embarrass him. Uh, 2017 coaches, since we don't have 2015 or 2016 hires, here's 2017. Tell me which one of these three is getting fired. Shanahan, McVay, McDermott, none of them. Nope, no way. Here's the one I landed on. 2014, Minnesota Vikings. Mike, Mike Zimmer is 10 to 1, and uh, we're looking at the fifth favorite. Fifth favorite. McCarthy, I don't see it this early. I think he's only the favorite at a lot of spots because of the Jerry Jones factor. Vic Fangio hasn't been there long enough. They still don't have a quarterback, really. So are you going to fire Fangio a month or two into the season? I don't see it. Matt Nagy has some security because he has his first hand-picked quarterback. I don't know why he's the third favorite. Uh, John Gruden, they owe him way too much money for way too many years. He's not going to be gone after a month. I think Zimmer's a logical choice. Their early season schedule could play a role into this. If Rodgers is on the Packers, it could play a role. I mean, Joe, I, I don't know the Packers schedule in front of me. But let's say Aaron Rodgers shows up. Let's say the Packers are the same kind of team they, they've they been the last couple of years. You could wake up, if you're the Vikings, October 1st. The, the Packers could be 3-1 and one or 4-0. No, you could be 1-3, and 0-4, oh and, and the season is effectively over. And then the Zimmer one comes in. It's funny, the Zimmer thing... It's like they didn't know if they wanted to commit to him. And then they went on that run. They beat the Saints in the playoff game. He got a new contract. Last year was not good. I don't know where the Vikings are going. I have no idea. I, I mean, agree with I you. feel like they had, they had a bad start last year, too. And if it happens again, I could see it. I feel like their floor, if, if, if they keep Zimmer, right, if they don't break the whole thing up, if they just stay patient, I think their floor is too high to be bad. Like, you, you know, I like Kirk Cousins. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. Zimmer's too good of a coach. Like, I don't think they bottom out unless there's an injury to Cousins and go three and 13. So they're kind of that team that's stuck in the middle right now of the NFL. Okay. This has been Zimmer's uh, record at Minnesota. This is what we see from year to year. It's good year, bad year, good year, bad year, seven and nine, 11 and five in the playoffs, eight and eight, 13 and three, win the division, uh, lose, as you know, in the NFC championship game, uh, eight, seven and one, 10 and six, seven and nine this year. Wow. It's gotta well, be a good means- start. That seems like a, it, the pattern is good year from the Vikings this year. Let yeah. me let me give you a couple, and I, I think the Vikings one is interesting. Now you mentioned in passing there uh, Fangio and Gruden, and the Gruden one might there might just be too much money, and yeah. Davis loves him. But I go to Denver with Vic Fangio because I don't know what they're doing long term there at all. <laughs> okay, and look, and I'm looking at Denver Broncos schedule right now. Uh, Joe, I'm telling you, there's there's one game that will determine if and when Vic Fangio gets fired. D- Denver schedule. At the Giants week one, okay? I, I would think that's a pretty even game, but I would I would give the Giants the nod. They're the home team in that game. Week two at Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville Ooh. could win that game at home. I, I, I have to look at Jacksonville's schedule, but that might be the first home game for Lawrence and, and Urban Meyer. Week three, they're at home against the Jets. I'll so we'll go back to that in a second. After that, 
they're home against Baltimore and then they go to Pittsburgh. Joe, if they can't beat the Jets in week three at home with a rookie quarterback, Zach Wilson, you might be looking at an 0-5 start. And the and two teams in the division are flying with the Chiefs and and obviously Justin Herbert and the Chargers we both like. I mean, the, the Broncos might be done. They might be done by week three or four or five. And if they lose to the Jets and they go 0-5, Fangio's out. You know what they should do is... Uh, fire him now? <laughs> fire. No, you fire the GM for drafting Patrick yeah. Sertan. I mean, you need a quarterback. You bring in Teddy Bridgewater like you're set for the future. I mean, what what are you doing? Justin Fields is sitting there. Go take Fields. You don't need another quarterback. You just brought in, brought in Cal Fuller. I'll be honest. I didn't even realize this was Fangio's third year. I thought, I thought it was his second year for some reason. Seven and nine, five and 11, fourth place in the AFC West last year at five and 11. For some reason, a lot of people are very high on them this season. You're right. It could be Fangio. Um, so there, there's a good reason that he's tied as the favorite to go along with McCarthy. When you look down the list of uh, potential favorites, so you mentioned McCarthy's the favorite, but that's that's a lot of Cowboys play there and, and Jerry yeah, yeah. being Jerry. Yeah. Um, when you look down the list, Cliff Kingsbury, 12 to 1 is interesting. Mm-hmm. Not because I think he's necessarily going to get fired either week one or two, but this is a big year for them. And they went out and got J.J. Watt and they paid him real money. They went and got... Uh, A.J. Green, Kyler Murray going into what year three now? This is supposed to be when it really starts to pop and it really goes. If they can't get over 500, and I know the division is tough, but at some point that that's the division you're in. Like we can't just keep saying, well, the Cardinals are in the West. What are they supposed to do? Well, they have to win. If, if he can't get them over 500, I, this might be an offseason thing rather than an in-season thing, but I don't think Kingsbury's got a lot of time left. Um, yeah. Year three could be the new year six, year seven. Uh, the, the Kingsbury one makes a lot of sense. If it's clear that they're in the bottom of that division, as talented as it is, that might be the move to make. And I, the, the first thing, w- when I look at that team overall, and the biggest issue that I have, it's the play caller slash head coach. I have no belief in him. I don't have any belief in it, in his game management skills as well. There have been a lot. There were a lot of issues last season, so he needs a big season out of his quarterback. It, it's amazing to think. Um, at least with him, he got a quarterback. I don't know that Vic Fangio, even though he's not an offensive mind, is ever going to get a quarterback. But Kingsbury got one. Maybe he's only going to have one shot. He could. And, and to, well, a, a positive for Kingsbury keeping his job is Steve Kime hired him, right? They, they, they're together in this. But to go back to Denver for a second, they have a new GM, George Patton from the Vikings. Right. That, Vic Fangio is not his guy. Drew Locke's not his guy, right? He, he, he could change whatever he wants to change as quickly as he wants to change it. Does, does Vic have the power to convince Patton to take Sertan? I just can't get over this. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, the, the only fireable thing, offense. The only thing I could think is Patton didn't like fields and didn't like mac jones yeah like he just didn't think they were good quarterbacks so he just said well screw it we'll get a quarterback later they probably think they're getting aaron Rodgers in a year anyway so they're just maybe sitting back but one more to throw in zach taylor who we we gave a uh a half thumbs up to maybe coach of the year at 44 to 1 odds or whatever it was yeah he is on this list 12 to 1 i don't know what kind of power at all yet Joe Burrow has in that organization. But I do wonder, like if Joe Burrow thinks he's got the right coach, then they're going to keep him around. Like I I have to imagine when they drafted Joe Burrow and he showed some promise last year, Joe Burrow is going to have a lot of say on how this franchise goes moving forward. Uh, Zach Taylor, his guy, another year, three guy, another one. Um, If you didn't hear that show or that segment, don't get it twisted. 
we don't have any faith in Zach Taylor. No, we're just looking at the number and maybe uh, Joe Burrow coming off the injury with his guy from LSU and chase, like they're going to have a phenomenal year. You're going to see that bump that many people were not expecting in the division. And maybe he can somehow back his way into the coach of the year award at, at a great number. 625 and one gets most people fired. I don't care how many years it is. Six, 25 and one um that that has to be a real conversation the thing is they love continuity over there in cincinnati so for the first coach fired market i understand why he's top five top six as far as the favorites go but i would never bet on zach taylor just the way brown has run things over the years i don't i don't see it happening how many years was everybody calling for marvin lewis to go they like their continuity. They don't like to complicate things at all. So if yeah. they do anything, they're going to do it at the end of the season. Uh, the one name we didn't mention that is listed um, in this market is is a guy you know you know well, and that is Matt Nagy. Do you think there's any chance the Bears would pull the plug on Nagy in season? No, I don't. No. Uh, they, they love Nagy. I actually believe Matt Nagy has more power than the GM, Ryan Pace, right now. And if you take a look at the players that have been brought in over the last couple of years, especially in free agency and the ties to the coaching staff. It is clear that Negi has personnel power. Now they're going to say it's uh, they say it's Ryan pace, but um, they also mention that they, Oh, they collaborate. They, they love to say they collaborate on every decision that screams that Matt Negi is the one that's really in control here. And, he finally, as I mentioned, got his hand-picked quarterback. They moved up in the draft for Justin Fields. They're not going to give him a handful of games with Justin Fields. They're going to give him more time than that. And uh, talk about process, talk about years in the system. They'll have all the excuses out if the Bears have a losing season. But but they're going to give Matt Nagy more than one year with Fields. Let me throw one more in that was not listed. And I, I'm not predicting this is going to happen, but I'm just going to pass along something that we heard here in Philadelphia years ago. And I was like, that's weird. Doug Peterson's first year, the Eagles didn't think they had much there. And there were rumors that he might not get past his first year in Philadelphia. He won the Super Bowl in his second year. He lasted five years. Jeff Lurie has turned into a, a pretty meddlesome owner. If the Sirianni mm. thing goes belly up, like if he's a Freddie Kitchens, Ooh. I don't think it's crazy he's one and done. I don't think they do it in season because it's a brand new staff. There's not even a veteran on the staff takeover. But I, if he shows he can't coach, I don't think they say, well, we hired you, you get three years. That, that could be a short-term thing if he flops. And I, don't I, know resp flop. I respect that, actually. If you know you made a mistake, rip the Band-Aid off, man. What's the use in dragging it off? If you think this guy's not going to do anything for the next two years, who says you have to keep him for two to three seasons? Right. Get I rid mean, of him if you made a mistake. You look ridiculous in the moment. Like, you hired this guy. but You didn't know what you were doing a year ago. But I, I generally agree. Like, if you know you don't have the right guy, move on. Coaching quarterback, continuity for continuity's sake doesn't work. Like, Give the Browns credit for as much bad as they've done over the last couple decades. They realize Kitchen's we got to get this guy out of here. And they brought Stefanski <laughs> in, and, and obviously it worked out. Oh, uh, man, this is going to be a fun market to watch. First coach fire on the other side, John Anik, UFC 264 coming up this weekend. We can't wait to talk about it. That is coming up next. Joe O, Joe G, this is BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network.